This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hosea 12, 13. The Bible says, By a prophet, God brought Israel out of Egypt, and by a prophet was he preserved. Hallelujah. God bless you. Can have your seat. By a prophet, God brought Israel out of Egypt. Then, 2 Chronicles 20, 20. The Bible says, Believe the Lord thy God, you shall be established. Believe his prophets, you shall prosper. So the fourth way in which God ends a nice season is by sending someone your way. So we've talked about four important things and I said, get to this. So I ended second service by saying that Paul said in 1 Timothy, in 1 Timothy 5, 25, he said, do this commandment without preferring one to another. Is it, well, sorry, uh, for 521. Without preferring one to another. In other words, these four factors are like the four winds of heaven. You have to understand and walk by the four. But then, today I'm talking about the fourth one. Night season can be turned to day season and you can experience a shining moment it can be the part of the jaws that shines at light brighter and brighter onto the perfect day if we pay attention to these four things that we have said generosity thanksgiving understanding the lesson that god is trying to teach you there is something god is dealing with in your life per time dealing with you on there is always something god is trying to remove from your life the sooner you allow him the better it will be otherwise you can stay long in the wilderness of life when where god is taking you to his very grave it's not going to allow some flaws in you and he can pause you because out of his love he's trying to get those things out so that they will not harm you when you get there so he hungered them and he fed them with manna the bible says just to let them know that man shall not live by bread alone. Deuteronomy chapter 8. It took them 40 years to realize that man does not live by bread alone. And God waited for 40 years. And many of the people, about 20, died not mastering the lesson. Yeah. He won't release you to your true assignment until he deals with some things in you. So that's number one factor. Number two, turning darkness to light. You must be a person of worship and thanksgiving. Number three, you must be given to generosity. Reach out to the poor. Reach out to the downtrodden people. God hates self-centeredness. Selfishness. And then number four, recognize the saint one. People stumble on different things out of these four, but I have tried to share with us to pay attention to the four. So the fourth one, I've been talking about, I started third service, that God will send a word to end your season because it is God's nature that you prosper by believing his prophet. It is God's nature that he brings people out of Egypt by a prophet, not by himself directly, and he sustains them by a prophet. 
and a prophet can quickly end the season i'm not talking about somebody who bears the title of a prophet i'm just talking about that a man of god you are connected to like a pastor and members in the church now this arrangement by god is not understood by many see i'm going to show you um let's start this way remember i said before moses smote the rock and god said he will not enter promise because jesus was the rock that was with them first Corinthians chapter 10 talking about jesus being the rock old testament was shadow new testament substance and again god demonstrated this about shepherd and members from the beginning so if you read exodus chapter 28 i will just speak about two verses let's pick verse 9 exodus 28 reduce the volume of the keyboard please thank you lord jesus thou shalt take two honest stone and grave them the names grave on them the names of the children of israel verse 10 six names on one stone and the other names on the rest of the stone according to their baths according to their bath verse 11 again one day we we'll talk about that then let's go to verse 19 or so uh, maybe 29 go to 29 Aaron shall bear the names of the children of Israel in the breastplate of judgment upon his hand when he goes into the holy place for a memorial before the Lord continually next verse thou shalt put the breastplate of judgment of Urim and Turim and they shall be upon Aaron's heart when he goeth before the Lord, Aaron shall bear the judgment of the children of Israel and upon his heart before the Lord continually. The arrangement under the old covenant, God called out these 12 tribes, but he told Moses that design a garment for Aaron. If we start from verse 3 of this chapter, he said the garment must be for beauty and for glory. Now, that's alone. God is teaching Christians how to dress. The word beauty and glory was, they used that word about three times. You will never find a time where God put beauty before glory. In other words, when a Christian wants to dress, you must consider two things. Glory and beauty. Glory and beauty. Number one, does it glorify God? Number two, is it beautiful? There are those who think they are glorifying God and they wear dirty stuff. It's not allowed. And there are those who consider beauty but nothing glorifies God in what they wear. You are both wrong. The Bible says it must be for glory and for beauty. Anytime you want to put any garment on yourself, ask yourself a question. Does it glorify God? Is the number one requirement in heaven before you consider is it beautiful? That will help some ladies to dress well and some men. I won't say more than that. That's what the Bible says. Because now you are a royal priest with the holy nation. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. So the shadow is pointing to something. So now you are the priest. So the dressing applies to you for glory and for beauty. So when you hold the cloth like this, is it for glory? Is it does this glorify God? And then is this beautiful? That way we will stop having people showing their breasts on their wedding day. That's all. Um, are you are you with me? Amen. It's it's not me, it's the Bible. So <laughs> hallelujah so God told Moses then he gave a commandment that the names of the twelve tribes must be written on a stone then they will put that stone six and six on Aaron's garment and the Lord said that when Aaron wants to come to the holies of holy he must wear that cloth in other words anytime Aaron appears before me 
he must be carrying the names of the 12 tribes before me, so that I will remember them. Then there is an arrangement. It's just that they are not going to stamp it on his chest. The Bible said that there must be a golden rope that connects it. That means I want the name to be on his shoulder, falling on his chest. That talks about burden and responsibility. You see, I want to share three things you should do with a pastor or a spiritual leader, which is very deep. Remember, all I I, I, I dwelt on last service, your season can be changed by a man of God. Eli just dropped a sentence on Anna's prayer. There is no woman who has been barren for years that will not pray. So Anna has prayed many times, but no answer. But the only difference this time, as she was praying, Eli came, he first accused her of getting drunk. I said, sir, I'm not drunk. Eli just said, go in peace. It is done. And the following year, she came with Samuel. These things are real. They are God's arrangement. Number one shepherd is Jesus Christ himself. Every other shepherd is a shepherd under Jesus. Which, I will say this another day, which brings us, so I can as well just say it in passing now, which that the first point is that your loyalty is first of all to the chief shepherd. Because when an earthly shepherd who is representing him goes against his plan, your loyalty stays with the master. So a pastor cannot ask you to do something that contradicts the scripture or that violates your conscience. You don't get that. Alright, is that a good foundation? But having understood that, you should still understand there is an arrangement. So this is why in uh, Ezekiel, is Ezekiel 24 now or so, God is very serious about shepherd. And he told them that you were feeding your sister of the sheep. I will deal with shepherds. Because it's a the arrangement is so sacred. How important is this thing? And why all through that chapter in Ezekiel, God was just saying that I'm going to cause the shepherd, I will cut them out. He said, any shepherd that does not look for the sheep, they will die. Now, I, Ezekiel 34. Thank you. Ezekiel 34. Maybe you just check verse 7, verse 9, and some other verses like that. Not all. I just want to show you something from there. Therefore, ye shepherd, hear the word of the Lord. Next verse. As I live, see the Lord. Surely because my flock became a prey. And my flock became meat to every beast of the field. Demons attacking them. Their lives falling apart. Because there was no shepherd. Neither did my shepherd search for my flock. But the shepherd fed themselves and not my flock. Next verse. Therefore, O ye shepherd, hear the word of the Lord. Next verse. This will make a person not to want to be a pastor. Don't say the Lord. Behold, I'm against you. I will require my flock at thy hand. And cause them to cease from feeding the cloth. Neither shall the shepherd feed themselves anymore. I will deliver from the and they may not be meat for them. And then he went on to some very deep things. But I just want to show you that there is why is God this aggressive towards shepherd? Because the case of shepherd and sheep is such a sacred thing. Um, Exodus 17. And I want us to read a, a bit of this. Exodus 17. Start from where the, where the war started. They fought Amalekites here. Uh, just go down anywhere where the war started. And I want to read some. There came Amalek and fought with Israel in Raphidim. Next verse. And Moses said, go out and fight them. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the rock with the rod of God in my hand. Next verse. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him for, and for the Amalekites. Moses and Aaron and all went up to the top mountain. That's like the leaders here, the pastors. 
Joshua was fighting. That is when you are out there tomorrow doing your business, teaching the doctor, lawyer's case. It's not limited to what you do. It is about who is also backing you. Yes, God, but just look at this arrangement. Next verse. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand. So he held the rod and he did like this. When his hand was up, the Bible says Israel prevailed. And when his hand was down, the Bible says Amalek prevailed. Everybody in this church, pay attention and look at me. Do you know it took time to notice what was going on? How did they know that when Moses lifted up the Israel was winning? When he did like this, Israel's soldiers were winning. It took him time to know. Maybe he got and he put down his hand. All of a sudden, do you know when his hand, when his hand was down, some soldiers in Israel died? They did not die because they could not fight. They died because Moses put down his hand. And he did this again, they were winning. Then he came down, they were looking. Then he understood that something, there's a connection between, because he was standing on their behalf in the presence of God. This is why when a shepherd sleeps, he starts praying for church members. There is serious judgment from God because some of them will perish. The beast of the field will attack them. Not because, listen to me, no matter how strong you are as an individual Christian, there are some beasts who cannot fight. There is no lion in his right side. Though they call the king of animals, that will face a rhino alone. In life, there are rhino likes attack. You begin to understand why when he got to the matter, the master said, Jesus Christ, at a point in his life, he was soliciting for prayer from the disciples. He said, can't you guys just pray with me for one hour? This matter of the cross is beyond what I can pray for by myself. This is why I need you guys. Unfortunately, master was praying, disciples were sleeping. Three times he went back to them that actually soon. And they were still sleeping. He said, my soul is sorrowful unto death. This arrangement is so who is shepherding you will affect you. Um, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, is somebody with me? Yes, Remember the example we look at seconds. Wine finish, if Jesus was not there, that was embarrassment. A season of lack. One moment the master turned into a season of abundance by a prophet. There was famine. Elijah said that about this time tomorrow, a measure of which I'm so for a shekel and two measures of barley. Second Kings chapter 7 verse 1. By a prophet, a life, a long season of famine just ended with one word. Even though Elisha himself was suffering from the famine by a prophet. Now, Eli, when he was Anna, he was a backsliding Eli. All sons are torn from the Lord and they could not correct his son. But he said the anointing was upon him. He was the high priest. Yeah. A pastor might have a problem. If you believe him, he speaks a word, he solves your own problem. His own matter is between him and God. New Testament, you, you must understand what I'm sharing with you right now. Sometimes we ask questions. Lord, you brought out this people out of Egypt. Why are you asking Aaron to be wearing their name? Is it that you don't know their names? And this individual, that's why I say, that's the way Lord Christian reacts. So why was God asking Aaron to wear their name? 
So God has forgotten their name or what? But he demanded there are protocols of divine presence. And God said to Abraham, this is the way I want to operate. I will remember them only when I see them on your shoulder and your, your chest. If, I, if you don't, I will not remember them. That's what he said. This is why being a worker in the church is important. See, under the pastor, you have several other pastors, also captain and the rest. It is important that these people bear you up in prayer. I have a pastor. The weight at which the beast or the feed are feeding on many Christians. And they don't understand. In one moment, the example that I gave, Joshua has left uh, where he was working. Now he's moved to another company. But when he was in field, how did that? He was working with the lady. I've, I've said it here before, or he has said it himself. Apostle man came here. I was just with Apostle Mountain One. We started talking around the level. We spoke to one, and Joshua was with me. So we left the hotel room and we're coming. And we're still having a demo during the conference, like some years back, maybe like four, three or four years ago. And we're coming. So we came back to church in the middle of the night. And then Joshua said that uh, he was going. So he picked up his car and he went to me. I said, I will stay back and pray till morning uh, that we still have morning session. So I stay back. Then he called me during the day that I passed today my birthday. And I said, ah, Today's your birthday. But we one o'clock was already part of today now. We're, part, we're with Apostle till one. I could have asked him to pray for him. He just said, no, sir. Apostle is not my pastor. You are. I don't need him to pray for him. It's your prayer I want. Straight away, I just said to him, what do you want? He said, I want to. I've been applying to the Philippine and they've not replied. I can't remember the exact word I said that you have it now. That was around 11 in the morning. By 4 p.m., the mail came in and they inter- invited him for an interview. He got to the place of the interview. The person I was supposed to interview was not, and the MD himself was, and the MD spoke to him and asked them, that, sorry, what did they apply for? They told him. He said, this guy I chatted with is too big for that row. Step him two rows ahead. Have you seen things like that? I told them, second, God is able to do, Christianity is not a game. God is not a man that should lie. Numbers 23, 19. What is happening is that God will not change his method when it comes to you. You are the one that will find the ancient path and walk in it. These four things and the last one that I'm sharing, all answers to Christians being in the wilderness, they are hanging on one of these four things or the four. Get the four right. You are going to have a season of daylight over your head. You will shine. Gentiles will come to your life. Kings will come to the brightness of your rising. If these four things are understood. The ministry of a man. God walks through a man. Joseph told him, he was the king. When the God was said, guys, believe the Lord your God. Second Chronicles 20, 20. You shall be established. Believe his prophets. He said, I guarantee if you believe God, you'll be established. But for prosperity. Say, believe his prophets, you shall prosper. And they got it. What are the three things? Because we um, have baby dedication and, and I have to end. Don't misshape this evening. I'm not thanksgiving up we can be saying it. Don't thank God casually. Get ready. Ask God if it's annual thanksgiving, what, what kind of offering do I offer? Offering is part of thanksgiving. And I said, you have upper week. Pray and ask God. On a day like that, you don't, as, as a matter of any day, say, Learn to, I told you about unadulterated worship. Don't praise God casually. 
it's it's annoying. He doesn't want that. Uh, praise is not something you should do casually. When it comes to the king, follow the pattern of the 24 elders. They will first of all remove their crown. Sometimes because you want to praise, you are walking away from everybody. Do you want the glory to break when you sing? And I showed them first. The Bible says, let the saints sing aloud on their bed. There is something you are supposed to do on your bed. On your bed, you are not supposed to sit down and be thinking about it. Their life, yeah? That's what people go to say. No wonder things are appearing to you in your dream. Before sleeping, you, you, you nag yourself to sleep. But the Bible said, let them be joyful. Let them sing aloud on their bed. I love very tells what to do on your bed. When you get to your bed, before you sleep, shout to one or two songs, then fall asleep. It's angelic dreams we have. If it is food, if you are going to eat in your dream that time, it is manna from heaven. <laughs> Even though I say that I don't mind eating in the dream. <laughs> just, just make sure it's a good food. Are you with me? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, it happened when I was like, I hate to drink water. I just said, so what's the big deal? Make it Chinese. I like it. <laughs> when you give Satan attention, he gives you direction. He begins to direct you. Then he will tell you that you need three days fasting for what you just saw now. You need 21 days. But God can show you things in the dream that you need to deal with. No doubt about that. He has shown me many things I wake up and pray about. Especially about a member. Many times I don't even say some of these things out. How you get to what I'm saying? Hi. All I started with second service, the fact that a prophet can change us. And I'm not saying somebody that wears title of a prophet. It's like somebody sent to you. That's what I'm saying. If you're a member of any church listening to me, any other church, your shepherd is the prophet sent to you. If you begin to honor someone else more, you are in trouble. And that's what some Christians, that's what they do. How many of you know, if I mention his name, well, he won't mind. Um, that's Nia uh, Desonya. How many of you know him? He's one of the leading motivational speakers in Nigeria. He's one of the best. Even Lagos, he, he speaks to Lagos State, he speaks, and uh, he's always, even now, they are. He's always speaking in Dubai now, and it's his own classes. I mean, they are expensive and everything. He's a member of this, and he was talking to me one day. He just said something one day. He said, if he mentioned the name of one of the leading men of God in Nigeria, he said, my pastor trembles before this man. He said, but if the man is standing here and I'm there, I won't go and see him. He is not sent to me. He said, I would rather see Reverend Sam. He said, there is a thinking of great people. And you have to understand. A kind of Christian will feel like, this is pastor, the biggest pastor. Ah, if he prays for me. He said, not me. He said, this is where I am sent to. Understanding. It gives you light. What should you do with a minister? Three very important things. Are we, for, to be able to remember them easily, you know, uh, what is the acronym for uh, pounds. G B P. Great Britain pounds. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number one. But I will start with the P. Or let me start with uh, let me start with the B B parts. Believe a man of God sent to you. That is second Chronicles 20. It's not really like that. Believe his prophet, you shall prophesy. Believe. You don't have business being in a church where you don't believe the pastor. 
You cannot receive from somebody that you don't believe in. Jesus said, because he operated as 100% man on earth, he said, believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. And there were people he asked before performing a miracle that, do you believe I'm able to do this? This is important. That you believe. In other words, when, as long as what is teaching you is consistent with the Bible, believe it. It is what will make you. Number one, you should be able to pray on your own and try, as you listen to teacher and you apply it. If you believe, they will work wonders in your life. They will. You should believe. There are those here, there are people here who almost believe in this ministry more than myself. They will just say, Pastor, just speak to him. I will be like, in this regard, are you sure? And they will insist. And then you see great things happening. Believe. It's important. It is required to be able to maximize the grace on an assembly. You must believe wholeheartedly in that assembly. I believe God. I don't believe any channel. No problem. God bless you. <laughs> you know, there are many kinds, all kinds of people nowadays. It's important. I will take you through the letters of Paul. I will share this and he taught people in his time that they must. What does it mean? I don't want to stretch this. Each one again, we'll talk about one. The next one, which is very important, is a pray for the pastor. Mm. Have you heard this word before? Strike the shepherd. When Moses' hand grows weary, who suffered? When David slept with Bathsheba, when David numbered the people, no one is, he numbered the people we God did not want, and people started dying. Do you remember? But nobody died in David's house. David sat down and said, Lord, I was the one that said, why punishing these people? I believe Elisha finally spoke out that a measure will, after famine, don't kill some people. He could have been more receptive, more sensitive to the Holy Spirit if there were people praying for him. Pray if you are in a church and you believe in the pastor. Pray very well for him. If I make him a, your prayer point, that at all times, God should keep him from falling. And God should boil him well. <laughs> that he should always be at the center of God's will. Because all of you will benefit from that. Satan doesn't spare shepherds. Because that is the best way to lay his hands on the sheep. There are people today who have vowed not to have anything to do with Christianity again. Jesus did not offend them. A pastor misled them. When I was talking with a family and they mentioned that the pastor raped their daughter, it is difficult to talk to them to ever come back to Christ. One that people were to do outreach here were talking to, and she even happened to be a non-Christian. Oh, God converted. As soon as she was converted, she was converted. She was helping the pastor in the office one day, and the pastor. There are all kinds of things that have happened. Now, everybody talks about a pastor when he falls, but how many of them are praying for him? Not pray when he has fallen, but pray that but he should not fall. If you are in a church, anytime the man speaks and you get blessed, it doesn't end there. Brother, pray that God will continue 
For the sake of your prayer, God can spare a man from evil. I get what I'm saying. Yes. The power of God can keep him because you, God sees that you are praying for him. He wants to take a wrong decision. God stops him from doing so. This is what many people don't do. So you wake up in the morning, you pray as you go to work. But you have forgotten. Somebody wears your name and his influence over your life can multiply your speed many times. If the man is in right tone with God, if he's tone right with God, it will affect you positively. You will move very fast because there's an anointing over you that is working. And when the man misses it with God, it can affect you. Although you have Jesus as the ultimate shepherd that you should look up to, but he has made an arrangement that there is five-fold ministry in the church and there is a role that they play. So they should be prayed for. Did you get that? So what God does in many cases is that he raises someone else and he transfers the people there because his people must not be without a shepherd. Churches have raised in this Nigeria that they are falling. There are some men of if I mentioned their names, many of you will not know the name. There was a pastor that used to distribute tracks through a helicopter. Before you could hear of that, that body, there were people names that those were the names there. Nobody knew the current people now. Some of them got into gross misconduct and they disappeared. There is nobody that cannot disappear with time. It's only God. Are you with me? Very true. Especially when God begins to somebody in the area of science and wonders, you need people to pray for him. It is very easy to fall. It's like what to say in the natural world. To climb is problem, but to fall is easy. It takes a lot of effort to climb, but if you want to fall, just jump, you will fall. That's why the Bible says on a team that is able to keep you from falling. Do you know that Paul actually asked the church to pray for us? He used that word about four times, pray for us. Paul was asking people to pray for him. And Jesus told the disciples that, can you guys pray with me? If the master needed people to pray for him, who is that pastor that does not need people to pray? I was sure that in the Messianic Psalm, Psalm 72, part of the demand was that daily shall prayer be made for him. That is the Messiah. That daily prayer shall be made for him. It's in Psalm 72. Hmm. Hallelujah. Third one is what many people don't like. That is the G. Give. What's the Alicia? <laughs> well, there's nobody that knows me here who doesn't know. I don't need any man to give me anything. I'm not sharing because I need anything from anybody. I am sharing because, see, if you are a kingdom practitioner, somebody who gives, God will see to you that you never lack. I get what I'm saying. Yes, God will see to it that you never lack. I think I've had on four or five occasions here, maybe in the last one year, that somebody traveled to the country from maybe UK, America. It happened in both places. They traveled for a service, only attended the service because their flight was in the night, and woke up to me after service and gave me thousands of dollars. It doesn't take God anything to bless me. God is not limited to anything or any value, but I hold you sharing the truth of God's word with you. Where's Galatians 6 7? I want to show you something from there. Then you remember Philippians 4 19. Be not deceived. No, the Bible says, let him that is taught communicate with the giver. I think let's start from verse 5 or so. 
thank you. Start from verse 5. I want the, where the Bible says that he that let him that is taught communicate with the giver, times of giving and let him that is taught the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. If you are taught, the Bible demands that you give to those who teach you. Next, we can go through the law into grace to understand this thing. They were demanded to give to the high priest and to the Levites. There is a reason. Why did Abraham give to Melchizedek and Melchizedek bless Abraham? You know, there are people in different churches. They never. They say, I don't have much. It's not about how much. Sometimes, a kind word is a gift. Some have never said thank you to the person who teaches them day and night. Not once. What about SMS? Do you know Many of you don't know. If God has blessed you, sometimes a message from SMS will mean more to you than two million. Brother, money is small, especially if you are working in Greece. Can I say it again? Money is small, especially if you are working in Greece. I was telling you the other time, for the meeting we had in Abuja last year, I just looked at the roof of the church and I felt like but when the meeting ended, we had like 400,000 left. I don't sign the account in Abelkuta. There's some other people. And I came to Lagos. Boy, it was in my heart. Then somebody called me, a medical person from the city. I said, I noticed that you wanted to do something for that job or for some reason. I said, yes. I resigned 3 million. And immediately I transferred everything to the bishop of the African church there. And the man called, he began to speak words of prayer. Don't you know it is true that before they called, they will answer? I was trying to buy something one day. A few people put money together. I wanted to add money to the money I had. They condemned the money. I condemned it. Put money together and bought the thing for me. I see, it's not... But I'm saying that sometimes I look at a message sent by somebody and they are so touchy. What the Lord wants is that you must be conscious that somebody is praying for you and sharing the word with you and there should be... The Bible says, communicate in all good things, not necessarily money. There must be a communication which means an extra, as you are taught, you do something for the person teaching you. It might be once in a quarter, it might be once, in, but it's important. Very important. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. These are laws that people lay aside. Let him that is taught communicate with him that teaches. It's important. Why are some people not working as much as they should in the grace. The grace, the Bible says, consider the grace of how though he was rich, but he became poor. That through his poverty you might become rich. There is a grace that enriches. It helps the work of your hand. You have a work that you do. Grace comes upon what you do. It helps the work of your hand. This is very important. Are you with me? These three things, yeah, believe, pray for the person, and give. As you knew as a family to pray, pray for the pastor. When he gives an instruction, believe it. Jesus said, go and fetch. Remember, it's you that you now know him as Jesus. So those men, it was just the, the son of Mary. He was even here to die. To go to the cross. So, 
But he told them that. They said, sir, wine has finished. He said, go and fetch water from there. And they went to do and he turned to miracle. But the same Jesus entered the city and the Bible said that he could not do mighty works there. So forget about a teacher that says that everywhere he went, he healed everybody. The Bible records a play that he went to a miracle did happen. And the Bible said that he was surprised. You know why? A theologian was explaining that he tried and nothing worked. He said somebody be healed and the person was looking at him like this. But the Bible said that he marveled at their unbelief. He shocked him. Now this is strange. The power is not flowing. And the Bible said he started teaching, okay, they need to be taught. When the centurion said, I speak a word, he said, then I don't need to go to your house. Your faith attracts the anointing. I'm coming down to when you come to church on Sunday, what are you expecting? People send me testimony. They are coming up. They just believe that he's going to address what I'm going through now and something happens. Last week you heard about somebody in South African prison. I was already going to sit down there. The Lord just spoke to me that day. He said, somebody's brother is in prison. And, and then, and believe the Lord. Believe his prophets. It's important. Hallelujah. Just believe. When you are coming to church on Sunday, what is going on at the back of your mind? After service, you after service, I, I will call that person. You, you are still thinking that the problem will exist, continue to exist after service. So you're already planning. Our Monday, a statement can end it. Are you with me? Is somebody with me? Believe. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you following me? Yeah. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. We give you praise. We worship you. We magnify your name. If I tell you that you are blessed, do you believe it? And if I tell you that before the end of the year, you will record the kind of success that you have never recorded before. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If there is any crisis in any marriage, it ends right now. Amen. I don't know this is coming to my spirit that many husbands, God will just change their behavior from the negative to the positive. Amen. I see the oil of joy coming to many homes like never before. Is somebody, I want to stop here. I have just introduced you to the topic. Maybe another day we talk about this. This is important. You know, I think I told her last time, which Pastor is Pastor Moni's birthday, and she was sharing this with us in the morning. When we finished preach, praying on Friday towards Mercy Encounter, I just woke up to me and told the pastor I won't be able to come for Mercy Encounter. They summoned us and we see me and said they should come to office on Saturday. I don't know why I said to her that. I said, CBA can send you a message that you should not come again. She laughed. I said, Pastor, this is CBA enough. And that is already tonight on Friday night. I said we should come to work on Saturday. 
in the morning, CBN sent them a message because of the prevailing diesel issue, they cannot run all branches in Lagos. So some branches should work, some should not work, and they called that branch as the ones that should not work. So she came from the second time. You know what shocked me about the whole thing? 8.30 Saturday, uh, Friday night. They sent that message maybe 6, 7 a.m. Saturday morning. Friday to Saturday. In 12 hours, God can move anybody anywhere. Be a governor, president, or anywhere. It is man that is limited. Kai, God is unlimited. God is unlimited. For your sake, the king will decree. And he will touch men. They will remember you. And he will move them for your sake. In the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. Let's rise. What I have shared is not for me only. Yeah, I'm the pastor. But there are pastors here. What about household leaders? What about your departmental head? What I just told you now, they are the last thing I share with the leaders one time. The aspect of if a member is sick or missing and we appear not to care, God will ask us. I tell all these pastors that every now and then. I have gone into a place that Samuel got to. He said to the children of Israel, he said, far be it from me that I should sin against God by not praying for you. He said so. That God forbid that I sin against God by not praying for you. Samuel got to a point, he considered it a sin as a pastor not to pray for members. If you are also captain, departmental head, you owe your people prayer. God will only speak to shepherds who are watching their sheep in the night. Not shepherds who are snoring and sleeping. Now, God is not saying you should not sleep. It means that when they are all away from you, do you pray for them? Do, are you interested in the well-being of your people for real? Yeah. Every sheep, every Christian is important to God. And we ask, the only people we will not ask me about are those who walk away by themselves. So if they join somewhere else, then God will ask the person where they go, whatever. But a member is sick, a me- even a member is rude or misbehaving, we should still reach out to them. It is true. Yeah. I have seen situations where husband and wife, they keep, they don't want to tell anybody about it. Maybe somebody misbehaves or something happened. But the ones who have talked, once I, some years back, a lady told me what she did and her husband didn't know about, which was very terrible for a woman to do. Not once, not twice. But as soon as we talked about it, light entered the family and all the issues disappeared. Because if you cover your iniquity, I think I said that when I was praying for uh, women trusting for the fruit of the womb that it's important that you should be able to tell your spouse the whole truth. You can't cover some things and just... It will affect your prayer. Yeah. For instance, the Bible talks about how you treat your wife and that so that your prayers will not be hindered. So when... If you don't pay attention to that and you are multiplying prayer, you are just punishing yourself. There are certain things that a man would... The Bible says if you do them and the two of you are fighting, your prayers will be in that. So when you are doing that, stop praying. Because like you are just wasting time. Then you add fasting to it, a stomach, just hunger. Because the scripture cannot be broken. 
Yes. People always are afraid that when they tell the truth, somebody will use it against them. If you tell the truth, you become free. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is very important. Have I helped somebody today? You know, even people sit down with the pastor and don't want to tell the truth. So who do you want to tell the truth to? This is very important. Paul said to the Philippian church, because they gave to him, Philippians 4, 19, everybody quotes that scripture, but they don't go back to the beginning of it. He didn't say that to any other church. And he gave the reason. Let's start from verse 15. Philippians 4, 15. Let's just before I pray. It's very direct. Now, you Philippians know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but only you. Others said, that Apostle Paul, God bless you. He said the Philippian people were the only people who gave to him. Verse 16. And he mentioned what they did. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once again. So even when I traveled, I was in a place, you still remember and sent to me. As a result of that, verse 17. He described the offering. He said, not that I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that my abound to your account. When you do something for a man of God, it enters your account. It is true. This is Paul talking. Verse 18. But I have all abound. I am full. He said, I received from Epaphroditus the things which you send, an odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Then he said, verse 19, My God shall supply. Nobody should quote this scripture if you have not fulfilled the early parts. Is that real? That is what it means to be thorough with the Bible, not picking one and leaving another. Everybody say, my God shall supply, my God shall supply my need. But you have not filled the parts. You've not blessed your Paul. And you are saying, my God shall supply. When he, so this is said to the Philippians. Then he told the Galatian church where we read before. He said, let him not so Then he said, know that he that sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. Men and brethren, if churches will understand this, they will grow very fast. Yeah. Members will fly. I don't know what thoughts. I grew up in some ancient churches. I know what taught them all those things. I know each other they will come to the house and check the pastor's palm oil and vegetable oil. If it has finished, then they buy new. <laughs> but they pay fifteen thousand. All kinds of things going on. Because some just feel. You see, the woman broke alabaster boss. I read the current price of that perfume. That was why Judas spoke. Ah uh-uh. ah. Ah ah. And it was pointed on Jesus. And he was, she was just wasting it. And the whole house filled with pain. And Judas was angry. He said, We could have sold this to the poor. Does it mean that giving to a pastor stops you from giving to the poor? Because that's the way they talk on social media. They're poor. And they only talk about the poor when it comes to the church. When a young singer buys a private jet, they clap for him. I'm not... There are balances in everything. I also see pastors who are trying to live like celebrities. God did not call any pastor to be a celebrity. You are a man of God. I get what I'm saying. But people applaud. When a footballer buys something, they applaud. But then, when they see a beautiful church building, they say, all oh, this... Uh, uh, that, what, are, what about the poor? They are disciples of Judas or descendants of Judas. It's happened in the Bible. They will think they are speaking for God. 
People who do that don't give anything to the poor. It's just to cast a shade of what the church is doing. And Jesus answered Judas very well. He said, you will not always have me. But you have the poor at all times. In other words, am I stopping you from doing anything you want to do for the poor? Why are you angry? And he said, I tell you the truth. There's nowhere they preach that they won't talk about this woman. And we, still, we are still talking about the woman up till now. She just entered the everlasting season by pouring the wine or the, the path on me. It's true. Is somebody with me? Hallelujah. Yeah. If a pastor is broken down, discouraged and everything, sick and worn out, he won't be able to properly bless the people. Pray for him. Pray for his family. Satan attacks the family. Pray. Yeah. You think he's happy with everything going on here? <laughs> when we had the former office here, I was there one day. And a guy who was trying to parade himself as a pastor called me. And he told me that there were women whose husbands were killed in the north that was bringing them to home and see me. And I said, no problem. So he said he was coming on Saturday. I Saturday morning, he didn't come. When everybody left, I was the only one left. The office was on this side that time. I was praying for Sunday service around 4 or 5 p.m. And then the guy just was knocking. I wanted to open and the Spirit of God told me that no. So I sat back. I was answering him from inside the door. I didn't open the door. That. He said, I've come with the women. I just said, well, tomorrow is time. Bring them to church. Let's see them and see what we can do for them. The husbands were killed. No. And he came knocking and I told him that no. So I called Brother Damon Additional. I said, there's a guy outside who said he brought some women. I'm not going to open the door. He said, I feel very uncomfortable in my spirit. So Brother Damon came. Before he came, the guy left. So we asked the security men, that, who were the people that came? They said, one man and five other men. But he said, he came with women. The only thing was something I don't open the door. So I asked the security that, and you allowed five people to come in. That time, this was the only door. So they left the door open. They came and I said, you didn't even stop them outside. Why did you come inside to come and people were waiting for me outside? And then they were speaking. That was how we changed his mind. They were just speechless. I said, what's wrong with you guys? I don't know what he came to do with five men. But he said, what's wrong with me? And so on phone, I called him again. I called with the women tomorrow. Till today, I've not seen him. After years. Apparently, he came for something else. But see, the Lord can protect his own people. And they, that's why people also attach on that. And why are supposed to use security? Well, anybody that is security should get one. That doesn't mean people don't believe in God. There are some jobs for people we do. That's the truth. And why are you angry at the security? Are you planning to kill him? <laughs> it's amazing what people say. And then they say that only God knows whether you are this in that or not. That's the truth. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. We don't do a special program here without having enough security men around. It's just necessary at times. But personally, I don't have any. Jesus is my. But that doesn't mean I'm opposed to those who do. It doesn't mean lack of faith. So, so but I'm just saying. <laughs> Amen. Are you with me? Yes. I'm repenting. I used to drive midnight on express everything before. I've driven to Anambra alone before and I came. I've driven to Auchi before I came back here alone, man. All those stunts and but when the Lord tells you to stop, stop. Period. The Lord can tell you to get security. He knows the end. He sees that there is evil being planned against you. And he tells you, 
People think that the only way the only way God works is that His power will just come down and kill all your enemies. At the times, the Spirit of God will warn you. Something was once stolen in the church. The CCTV captured the guy jumping through the fence in the middle of the night and took a mixer or something there anyway. And then what pained us was that for three months the Lord warned us. I couldn't even pray. If you ask all the pastors, if we bring out for you the memo of our meeting, all those three months, change the security men, get that, those were the ones that allowed those five to come in. Every month we have CEC Central Executive Committee meeting and the subject was so when they got the new security, I was the one to just sign that, okay, I approve, and then I travel out of the country. Every month for three months, we will pray, and somebody, a sister walked with us, I said, Pastor, God showed me that somebody broke his church and stole something. And I said, I've seen the same vision. But we linger for three months, and that guy stole something, and I said, ah, it paid me. Then Lord told us what to do, and then this guy came in again months after jumping to the fence, and then one of the police nearly shot him. And he dropped what he stole and he ran away. But he said, I couldn't take it away. So the Lord can just tell you. I thought the Lord will say, don't travel. If you disobey, there's no power that will carry you. You might want to go to somebody. God will say that, don't go alone. That is his way of protecting you. Not that you go alone. I say, I don't want to touch you. Say, oh yeah, stop. Fall down. You know, is he thinking of many people? Yes. You might be walking and you can hear the voice telling you that, boy, at this level of life, go and get security. He is warning you of impending danger. That let people, let people be around you so that it will stop some things. He can tell you to stop traveling alone. Yes. One day I was something on Lagos Ibadan like that, and the tire puncture, and I was the only one. About 12 area boys joined me in the night, and they changed the tire. Where I was in the car, I was just like, Lord, thank you. So I gave them 5K. Express alone with them. And when I left, nothing happened. But the student just told me that you know that you should stop traveling alone. Get one or two guys in the church to follow you. Why must you travel alone? You know, I still continue. I'm not supposed to be saying these things publicly. I was going one day up Lagos in Badon. The rest I just saw was that the car was off-road. It was after Sunday service. After two services then, I was going to preach somewhere again. I slept off. And the car left the road. I just slammed the brake and came back. So I bought him home. <laughs> and I sat down for him. I came down from the car. And I said, dear Lord, just. so this is how people have accident and that. But you have just kept me. I didn't even enter a ditch. I just veered up the road. I just woke up and I just pressed the brake. That, wow. So that was there. I vowed that, okay, you know what? If it's Sunday in particular, after three services, somebody will follow him. At least if two of us will not sleep at the same time. Yes. Then I started keeping chingums in my car as insurance policy. You know all those things. <laughs> Sometimes I put a little coffee somewhere when I was just to stop. Because when he wants to, he's telling you something. His way of protecting you can be to tell you to leave the area you are living and go and live elsewhere. Don't begin to go and say, Lord, I believe you can protect me no matter how many of them come against me. I know shame me. I said, this, this is what people do. So they think, you know, they all say, ah, no, 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 no. He has told you what to do. His power is not something that moves at all times. At, all, at times, the power is in warning. Stop this thing, that's all. Divine health can be that stop eating certain things. It's as powerful as somebody being healed of cancer. 
You are praying and the Lord tells you that your sugar is too much or stop taking coke. Which I'm trying to stop taking. <laughs> I don't eat much. But I take coke. I can take coke alone all day. And then, of course, you start learning that uh, you stop all those things. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm really stopping <laughs> some, so many things. You know, when you start growing a little, you start understanding some things. I will drive and I will be on 170, 180. There was a time my vow on the road is that I must overtake every car. I started doing that from age 17. But so when you marry, <laughs> I carried that one day. She nearly died again. <laughs> and it was a fight all through. How are you driving like this? We are not. So, you know, now that I have kids, you stop. You, uh, so I stay on 140. So that, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's average I do now. So, so, so. <laughs> hallelujah. It it has always worked for me that way from when I was young. When I was driving as a teenager, our firstborn was with me one day in the car. I was driving and he said, he said you are speeding too much, and he was complaining. I told him, I just said park, and he took the car from me. So I moved to the driver's. I moved to the seconds. He just moved. We had not reached from here to like maybe. 200 meters. He just ran into a truck. So he came down. The owner of the truck was complaining. The old Ella 504, everything broke. So he, he wanted to give me the key. <laughs> I said, no. Everybody we see on the road, they will say, eh, hey. Because many people in the yesterday didn't like the fact I used to overspeed. They said, hey, God, don't catch us. I said, no. Now you bash the car. You, I will support you. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Are you with me? Is someone blessed this morning? Did you get something from the message? Honor. God bless you. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again. And that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Thank you.